0: Welcome to our first episode of On Campus with Miss T. I'm your host, Miss T.
1: And I'm David. (laughs)
0: Um, This is an education podcast, which basically our purpose is just to give all of you a platform where you can voice your opinions, your questions. Um, We want it to be kind of a resource for everyone, um, for things that you might need within the realm of education, any sort of. Concerns. But yeah, so our podcast is aimed at everyone and anyone that's affected by the education system. Um, normally the way that our show will go is that the first, um, obviously we'll do an introduction and then there'll be 30 minutes where we hopefully will have a guest speaker <laughs> that we will be interviewing. Um, that can be anyone from a professional, an expert in their field to um, a parent or a student, anyone who... Um, has something to say, I guess. And then after those 30 minutes we'll go into your responses. So viewer and listener responses, um what your opinions are, maybe things from the previous episode or things about our current subject. And in order to give your responses, you can go onto our website which is
1: On Campus Podcasts. Com?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why are you questioning it? <laughs> I'm not 100%
1: sure.
0: <laughs> www.oncampuspodcast.com. Um, and then our email is oncampuswithms.t@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So you can email us your responses. And we'll be putting up like prompts and the topics for our next episodes and things like that on the website um, for you to Indeed. be able to respond. Since we don't have a guest speaker for this episode, um, we'll just be going straight into our viewer and listener input, uh, which we collected from a SurveyMonkey monkey that I did. Oh. <laughs> Why do you <laughs> sound surprised?
1: I don't know you are doing those. We got trolled by a couple of my friends, so...
0: Yes, we did. We had a story sent in about Shrek and loving Shrek <laughs>
1: Shrek is love, Shrek is life. If you know, you know.
0: In the poll that we took, we asked, do you think the public education system needs to be changed? And 81.82% responded yes, 18.18% responded no. So it seems like the majority of people think that change does need to happen
1: yes it does
0: um i would agree with that i don't necessarily think that our public education system is like completely failing everyone because i know that there are some schools that are doing a good job there are good teachers out there i think it's just maybe the way that it's run (laughs) yeah
1: i don't know i know it's changed a bit too though from Mm -hmm. my understanding now kids in school currently but I'm not a 100% sure what's different.
0: Yeah, it's like a whole can of worms, I think, that we can definitely dive into if you have um, any input on that specific subject or opinions on that. But our responses, we're going to read out 12 of those responses that we received. You're going to put them on blast? They're all anonymous. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to put out their personal <laughs> information, their addresses. I'm not going to do that. Um, so... Our first response, our listener wrote in um, that they feel that the public education system failed as far as communication between teachers and parents. Now, what does that mean to you? I'm a teacher, by the way, so I feel like my viewpoints are going to be different than his. (laughs) Well, I don't know.
1: It goes both ways, I guess. like, obviously, a parent, you have to put in, you have to put the, I don't know, some teachers will, you know, extend the handout to say hey i'm here for your anything for your kid but it's up to the parents to accept that and i feel like a lot of parents don't or they're too busy which is understandable Personally, my mom she would only she would come to the what is it those like parent teacher nights so she was there for those and that's when she would talk to the teachers but other than that it wasn't like no. it was only in. on
0: those days yeah. that she did communicate.
1: Unless they had to sign like some report card and I was in trouble or something. (laughs) That's about it.
0: And I feel like from a teacher's perspective, I feel like that's a very common thing. Um it is a two way street, I will say. Um if you're not communicating with the teacher, then there's only so much that we can do. (laughs) Um
1: Yeah, makes sense.
0: But also when people don't communicate often with each other and it's only when you're in trouble, as he said, then that becomes kind of like like it makes communication negative between the parents and the teacher. Like I've had instances where I do try to communicate with parents a lot and I'll send notes home or I'll like send emails or whatever. And then they come back to me like upset or angry because they assume that anytime I try to communicate with them, it's because their child is in trouble, <laughs> and I'm assuming it's because that's the experience that they've had in the past, either yeah, with other kids. I think that's or... the norm
1: though. Like, I don't know, most parents you don't, I don't know, you don't talk to the teacher unless. At least from. I'm sure your was your mom involved?
0: Not really. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Dang, I mean, you. a Hispanic you, mom. thing. But
0: yeah, she was very busy.
1: Yeah, my yeah. mom was too. They were working, you know.
0: And then from our specific backgrounds, um, or at least for me, we were very poor growing up. It was like just my mom by herself raising us, so she was working and going to school at the same time. She was trying to get her GED. She was volunteering to try to get a better job um, in other places. She was working on learning English and all of that stuff, so obviously there wasn't yeah. a whole lot of time <laughs> yeah, to dedicate that to team, that. But... Yeah, but I mean, she always made time when she got home, I guess, at nighttime.
1: Yeah, yeah that was, like to eating talk to dinner us, yeah, and all that yeah. was normal. It was good. Mm-hmm. Then,
0: yeah. But, yeah, a huge, huge, huge component, at least from my perspective, is that relationship between the teacher and the parent. Because in order to make sure that your student is getting everything out of that educational experience you have to collaborate and create like a united front i guess um so that there's consistency between their school life and their home life does that make sense
1: yeah does that stop in like high school though i feel like that's not. yeah that's
0: not really a college thing i guess
1: (laughs) no i'm saying like or before you get to like in high school you don't they don't i don't know I, I
0: like mean, they, they should be doing it in high school. I don't think that my teachers ever really reached out to my parents in high school.
1: Well, you're... because you should, I don't know. At that age, you're pretty responsible enough to do it on your own. You should be. Like, what? I don't know.
0: I mean, kind of. But your parents are still the ones responsible for everything. Yeah. It's not until you get to college that you get, like, that But it's kind of embarrassing,
1: though. Like, I don't know.
0: No, not really. Well, my mom actually... She did have to um, talk to my little brother's teachers a lot in high school. He had a different experience than I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I don't know. I think that they should still be talking to your parents in high school. I think it's even more important in high school because you would need to know what they're doing because they can get into more trouble (laughs) at that age than you can in like elementary or first grade. Like, how much trouble can you possibly get into in first grade?
1: yeah i guess in high school it's probably maybe only if they're doing bad it would matter because if not i think even now it isn't like everything done online from what i hear at least they like they could see everything their kids are getting
0: yeah yeah and that's another thing that you can put that stuff out there but it's up to the parent to actually be on top of that and checking in (laughs) and i don't know how many parents really make a habit of that unfortunately yeah, if you have any opinions about that subject, you can definitely send them in. We will dedicate some time in every episode to go back into the subject of the previous episode and kind of go into um, maybe other thoughts that some of our listeners or viewers might have had since the episode has aired. <laughs> um, so a second response that we had, let's see. Um <coughs> the listener wrote in, What's wrong with teaching math just one way? Why did they come up with 10 other ways that give you the same answer but end up making you doubt your own answer?
1: Well, I don't have an issue with that personally. There should be any way as long as you get the answer, right?
0: That would be the important part. Problem solving. I think. <laughs> problem solving.
1: You're just problem solving. Well,
0: my main question I think that I thought of when I read this response is why are you upset with that like why is the parent upset with that does that have to do with you or is it having to do with your student which is the one who's actually
1: i would think it depends on how, i guess how advanced the math is and you're doubting yourself yeah like you're like i don't know like if you're not sure you're not sure so they're just mad at the fact like they know this way, and they're trying to teach your kid but the kid goes no that's wrong it's done like this now
0: yeah so, so the then that's like confusing. a parent problem <laughs>
1: dad they want us to do it i don't way. know that way why would they change math ah, math is math, okay, math is math i'll just wait for mom to get
0: back what
1: yeah there's I guess. not really
0: something wrong with teaching it that way it's just the parent is having a hard time with it because they were taught a different way right yeah so boomers no offense <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's more of a you problem and not a school problem if that makes any sense
1: yeah They just got to learn the new way or?
0: From what I understand, the purpose of the new approach to teaching math is that they want to kind of spark within students' brains like a more creative problem solving rather than just having to memorize formulas or memorize certain like patterns or like whatever. And that way it'll get them to think more complexly and be able to apply those kinds of strategies into more than just that one subject. Because I don't know about you, but when I was learning math, I would say that I'm really bad at math, but now I'm thinking it was probably just my teachers were very bad at teaching me math. (laughs) And it's probably because of the way that they used to teach math before. And it was all about memorizing and applying those things that you've memorized and stuff. And for me, it's like if you didn't catch it, like if it didn't click in your head in that instance that they were teaching it to you, like they would move on to applying it and then I didn't understand it. Like I would just be completely lost and then I would feel really stupid and like I didn't understand it and I didn't want to do it anymore. And so I think with this new approach, it's trying to reach those kids like myself who don't have it clicked like right away in their head. Um,
1: I guess I'm on that boat too. I was in advanced math going into high school, but then I got like a D. <laughs> I got out of that real quick.
0: It's okay. <laughs> it
1: but, it, but then I don't know. I went back to back to like what was it, algebra, whatever, and that teacher like that. I got an A because I guess he taught me the way he taught it. I just it clicked. It is on the teacher. It's how they teach it, and then it's also on the student. So that's the hard part. Like you got thirty plus students. You got to teach them. If everyone has to learn a certain way, that's tricky.
0: Yeah, that's. I think that's probably the hardest part as a teacher <laughs> is figuring out how to individualize your curriculum or whatever it is that you're teaching because everyone does have different ways of learning different um, ways of thinking different ways of problem solving
1: you only got an hour a day to do that
0: yeah well in middle school and high school yeah but yeah so i think this way it kind of gives that wiggle room for individualization (coughs) because then that student is just thinking about how they personally are going to solve that problem if that makes any sense yeah um instead of like step one step two step three and then if you don't understand that you're like screwed that's true so i don't have a problem with that but i can see why a parent would struggle because they learned it a specific way and now trying to help their kids they are lost which i'm assuming is where the frustration comes from yeah my question to you would be why it bothers you because i think that's like yeah. you kind of have to sort out your priorities, whether it's <laughs> a problem with yourself or whether it's actually a problem concerning the student.
1: Hopefully, they are listening and they
0: follow <laughs> up. <laughs> they're gonna get like mad at us. Yeah, they're get all this hate mail or something. <laughs> we'll um, get reported. <laughs> response three, I feel, is very very popular. I guess it's a very very popular opinion. <laughs> um... And this person wrote in, less students per classroom.
1: Yeah, that comes down to the whole, like, everyone's different, so you have more time, one-on-one time kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and how much one-on-one time can you possibly have when you have, like, 40 kids in your classroom? Exactly, (laughs) exactly.
1: And that's the crappy part. It's usually the more ghetto schools that are like that, super crowded. Yeah. Like, my school is like that. Like, they're literally running out of chairs in some classes to put people in. That's how, like, yeah, they just throw them in there.
0: Yeah, and then I think that kind of goes into, like, neighborhoods with population of people with, like, a low socioeconomic status. There's more affordable housing, which means apartments. (laughs) Which means that those neighborhoods are more populated than more affluent neighborhoods because they have actual houses.
1: That's not you, yeah. There's (laughs) also nice apartments, you know. Luxury
0: it? apartments, I
1: guess.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That's a theory. Could be a contributing factor. But definitely they need to do something about it because that's not just like how are you reaching out to all 40 of or so of those students. Like how do you individualize that classroom to fit 40 <laughs> different kids? But also like how much active supervision do you think is actually happening in those classrooms?
1: Not a lot. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. Yeah.
0: Do you have examples? <laughs> I feel like you do. <laughs> well,
1: It all depends on the teacher. One of the like, worst classrooms I've had was, uh, it was I want to say it was biology. Uh, Mr. Lindsay.
0: Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Don't call him out like that.
1: Oh well, No one knows what school I went to.
0: I guess. Maybe there's a lot of Mr. Lindsays out there
1: um but anyways yeah like it was bad like no one listened to him people were just laughing there's like people literally smoking weed in the back of the class
0: well but i don't think that's necessarily a lack of active supervision i'm sure that he was very aware of what was happening <laughs> i think that's just a lack of building relationships between the students and the teacher like that teacher True. did not have those students respect
1: yeah fair enough
0: <laughs> it depends on the
1: teacher but i don't, I don't know i guess lack of supervision What i don't know
0: like for me and I went to a pretty good school (laughs) but even I have an example and that's what I think I think that's like a very big thing to take into consideration is that even in schools that are considered good that's still a problem if you have a bunch of kids in one classroom you know it's still something that's going to happen whether it's a good school or a bad school if you have 40 kids in one classroom it's still going to be an issue yeah um but in my Example, Um, I think it was like geometry class or something And I sat towards the back And there was a student that sat in front of me And the teacher never noticed But she would do drugs (laughs) in the middle of class Nice, Um, nice And it wasn't like smoking I feel like that's very noticeable Like how do you not notice (laughs) (laughs) A big cloud of smoke in the classroom She's doing
1: some hardcore stuff
0: I guess so. But um but yeah, no one ever noticed that, so again and I went to a good school.
1: school. Well a good school, 'cause yeah, they're doing those rich drugs.
0: <laughs> Not everyone That's there you know was it's a good rich. School. I wasn't a private E-molly. school. I don't think anyone was rich. It was like upper middle class and like me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got busted. But um yeah, so and then I think also another point to bring up for having a lot of students in one classroom is that, at least in my opinion, as a teacher, I feel like a huge component to making sure that you reach out to every student is building a relationship with that student. Like getting to know them, like gaining their trust, letting them be able to communicate freely with you. It's kind of
1: hard, though. But yeah, yeah with six forty
0: 40 kids. Periods a
1: day, times, whatever.
0: I mean, I feel like I had pretty good relationships with my teachers. Like, they would take the time to kind of like talk to you, and like, if you wrote an essay, they would talk to you, like, personally about the essay or help you out with it or um whatever. It's possible, but I feel like it's if you have 40 kids, that's.
1: Yeah. Not that a thing about it. I feel like all my teachers are pretty open. You just, no one ever <laughs> went, you know?
0: hmm. Even so. in college i had a college professor she was amazing but um everyone hated her because she was very tough and then they thought that i was her favorite because i was getting good grades but it's because a huge part of the way that she would teach was that it was up to you to go up to her and ask questions and ask for help like during her, her office hours like she gave you like a ton of time before Teachers it was due shut up she gave you a ton of time before the assignment was due for you to go in and talk to her and like you could write a rough draft and show it to her and she would make corrections and like all this stuff. So I would actually take the time to do that and so I would get good grades and then everyone else was like failing and they hated me. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, it's hard to do that if you have a bunch of kids in the classroom. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, again, it's a very common thing, I think.
1: Yeah, we need a soundboard. So we put like, nerd, every time you say something nerdy. <laughs>
0: Still going into having too many kids in one classroom, I think, and probably even going back to the other topic of, like, approaches of teaching math. Um, this person wrote in, my math class was over my head, and so I would bring a book to class and tuck it into my textbook and read. The teacher never noticed. I got a C in the class.
1: Did they go to summer?
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's all <laughs> anonymous. Um, which again I think that goes into the approaches of how to teach math because if it's going over your head that means that they're not reaching you Um, and obviously this person slipped through the cracks and there was a lack of active supervision there because nobody ever noticed that he was slacking off and even worse they still passed him or she, yes and even worse they still passed this person Um, they gave them a passing grade and I feel like, yeah, probably <laughs> teachers feel like they have to resort, I don't know, to things like that, where they have to like just give people. them a passing grade. Yeah. Like, they probably don't even know <laughs> how well or bad this student is doing in the classroom, if there's so many of them.
1: I feel like that's kind of the problem, too. For like Because if they give too many fails or whatever, they're probably like, hey, what's going on?
0: Yeah, I need to look into that. Because where I I'm work, sure that's that not on how you. it works. But I think there is, like, I know for attendance, like, if you have low attendance, it affects, like, funding or something. Yeah, that too. Um, so See, probably all, there is some kind of grade. It's just
1: a numbers game. It's not even, thing. like, they don't.
0: If there is any of you out there who are teachers and you know the answer to that question, um, whether if you give a lot of fails out, that makes you look bad or it affects funding or it affects or Pretty much if you work
1: in, the administration side.
0: Or, it, I'm sure teachers know, too. They probably tell them which is why some teachers are passing students when (laughs) they're not doing anything, (laughs) apparently. Um, But yeah, if you know the answer to that question, please write it in and let us know. Because, yeah, I have no idea. I don't work for, like, a district, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, Our next response that says there were not enough practical classes being taught to help children launch into the workforce and the real world.
1: Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Again, I think that depends on the school because I feel like I was taught that at my school pretty Not well. Me. We Not had me. a um, life skills class and we learned like how to write resumes, how to write cover letters, we did mock interviews, we learned about opening bank accounts and credit cards and interests and like the difference between student loans and stuff and how to apply for scholarships and college.
1: I learned most of that through one teacher, um, Mr. Loscos. if you're listening to this, Shout out! Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was a business class. That wasn't even life skills. And he just he just, I, I don't I don't was know. Was it like,
0: a required class or an elective?
1: It was an elective. Hmm. And he taught us yeah he, he taught us how to dress up for interviews. So because of him, I knew how to dress up. Every interview I went to, I was like, damn, like like you know earlier jobs, people would be like, thank you for dressing up because like my peers were not dressed up like interviewing. like straight up yeah. like in vans and jeans. It's like damn. And I remember, yeah, I had.
0: <laughs> um... I used to work at a bank and I quit and they were interviewing people to replace me. And this girl walked in and like a, like she was dressed like very emo, I guess. She had like a plaid skirt and like fishnet stockings and platform shoes and all Damn. this weird makeup. <laughs> and the lady, the person interviewing, was like, "Uh, that's not professional or appropriate." Like,
1: oh, she just straightened really told tights. Yeah.
0: Nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, I can see that.
1: But yeah, then, oh, that's one of the. He taught us how to write resumes, I believe, if I remember correctly, and some little finance stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. And then another teacher taught us how to do taxes in hmm. history class. Taught us how to do taxes.
0: So again, it wasn't an actual specific thing. No, it was
1: just teachers like, because I was he was like some old guy too. He's like, I'm gonna teach you guys how to do your taxes since no yeah. one knows. But then know do that it. doesn't matter anymore. There's TurboTax now. Yeah. But um, I don't know things like that, you
0: know. I think that's. That doesn't talk well or speak well or whatever about your school. Or uh, maybe no. just about those specific teachers.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of bad teachers, but there was good ones that I remember Went still to above this day. beyond. That stick out, so. That's awesome.
0: At least you had them.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, but also, a question that came up in my head when I read that response was, like, what would something like that look to you? So, like, what kinds of things would you want to learn in a class like that? Like, what do you expect for them to teach you in a classroom like that? And if you have a response to this, you can go ahead and send it in. But Are you asking me? Yeah, you oh. do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess public.
1: dressing up for interviews, that's a big thing. Because usually when you're...
0: So, basically, like, how-tos on, like, job
1: seeking. How-to, just how to adult after high school. Like, what do you, you know, how to...
0: Yeah, but that's a lot of stuff.
1: You have a you have months, and most of this doesn't take a long time. Like what he would do is, every Thursday was dress for success. So he come in and dress up. Like that was part of the curriculum. Like you, if you didn't, you, you know that countered your grade. So every Thursday, you know cu- you know people would dress up. Some would do it throughout the whole day, or you just change after, because that's not dope, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> nah. So I remember has, throughout the day, that I would some of us would just stick to it because it was just a pain
0: to change yeah. yeah
1: can we curse in this podcast
0: no okay <laughs> i would say no i don't know um. Boo. Um,
1: <laughs> but you know i don't know that's helpful even just doing mock interviews we would do mock interviews that helped mm-hmm. and what well, i don't know taxes should... do taxes credit learning about credit well, no, credit I cards feel like you don't need to do to... i never
0: learned how to do my taxes
1: or no? okay well that's a that's a plus but you sh- it's still n- nice
0: I think it means different things to different people, life skills.
1: Yeah, well, maybe, but there's like the basics. Like, okay, what else? What else is considered like? You you just got out of high school. What do you what do you want to do? Like,
0: I would say college. You and go back finding a job. With,
1: Yeah, okay, college. That's a big one too. But then they should talk about like, hey, if you don't want to do college, there's all these, all these trade schools.
0: Finding a job.
1: Yeah. It's not. It's trade school. It's a trade school. It's still school. Like I don't know. There should be. And then they should i don't know you could get like people to come in and talk about it like, you could get like i'm learning about all these things like plumbers how you could like oh yeah you know you could be a plumber and like people go Ugh, a plumber <laughs> no nah, man <those> guys <laughs> they make bank, a lot of money and then they they uh they i think like i don't know if you get in the union or something weird like you gotta go they pay for your schooling hmm. and then you once after those five years or whatever yeah, i was reading up.
0: this article about like welding or something yeah, well like, there's they, all sorts of
1: trades that people don't Yeah, like
0: they pay for your training and stuff like that and then you just work for them
1: that's my point like they should get these speakers to come in like no one knows about this until it's way later down the road like now i got people you know friends doing like ac and things like that and i'm sure they're making good money now mm-hmm. but like it, you know it took them x amount of years to know that like my my thing, I went to a trade school, but I guess mine was it's new still coding boot camps. So now they're kind of all over, they're all out there now, but it was new to the when I started. It was still new, fresh to like that.
0: It didn't really exist. Yeah,
1: there's a couple. <laughs> it but not wasn't a lot. an
0: established thing. Now they're
1: everywhere, so you gotta find the good ones. But I don't know things like that. There's all sorts of random jobs you never people never think, or even just I don't know a little investment class for sure for sure credit. I was pretty bad at money earlier
0: i had to teach him <laughs>
1: yeah she taught me
0: but uh, i i don't know another question that i had was like how much of all of that stuff is up to us as teachers or us as a school and how much of it should be up to your parents like should why are you? Oh but, okay my like
1: thing is that we're in you're you're literally in school most of the day you use probably in school more than you see your parents and like, okay, if that's the way the system's gonna work, they're like, I, I don't know, it's a lot of school that you do, and I hated it. It's like I could not wait to get out. If you're gonna be there, might as well get something out of it. That's gonna go towards your adulthood.
0: But academics is something that will go into your adulthood.
1: For certain people, certain, certain, like I don't know, geometry, like when. When the heck have you used geometry? I have to use geometry.
0: It's... No, but you use yeah, I mean, the there's... principles learned in geometry. It's not the actual geometry.
1: OK, well, I'm saying my school sucked. I, I didn't even know how to use the theirs. I had to learn that on my own, all the different theirs. I had to teach
0: them a lot of English. That wasn't even <laughs> you.
1: That was Google.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've corrected you a billion times on that.
1: No, you didn't. Yes, I have. No.
0: Um, well actually probably not because you don't write very much
1: yeah exactly that's why so it's usually when i'm playing games and people start making fun of you because you can't use the proper (laughs) theirs and where's and twos and stuff like that so then you go man you know i gotta learn this stuff so i I stopped getting laughed at that's what i did well that was after high school way after high school that's the even sadder part
0: yeah but um yeah again i'll leave it up to you guys to send us in um Mm -hmm. Your thoughts, I guess, on whether it should be, how much of it should be parents, how much of it should be schools, and what types of things would you want to see in there? Because I think, like, like as far as, like, getting a job and applying for schools or trade schools, I could see that, for sure, as part of a school's responsibility. But there's also other things that people (coughs) think they should be learning, like... How to change your oil, how to change a tire, how to. Um... No, that's
1: that's if you go to. I feel like that's your shop. parents. That's auto shop. If you want to learn that, you go to auto shop.
0: I was in auto shop and I never learned that. Yeah, me, I didn't
1: learn anything in auto shop. We were just chilling.
0: <laughs> we just watched Fast and the Furious <laughs> like all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember on movies. He didn't care. The teacher was all like, "If you want to learn, you know, you go downstairs. You don't care, stay up here." That's how that was his thing. He was a cool guy. But he... I
0: didn't learn where the fuse box is. Right. that's something right
1: there's a couple of those but yeah mm-hmm. i don't know that's a i think that's a because he knows a lot of people just take it to bs so he's not gonna waste i
0: actually wanted to learn
1: stuff well i don't know yours is different if you want i write, was like the only
0: girl in there though. was very just uncomfortable. Go downstairs
1: and you would have learned everything well
0: that was actually another response that we had um let me see it was about like auto shop and stuff yeah,
1: there's wood shop auto shop i think there's even welding
0: so this person wrote in, the public education system did not give me and the other children of my neighborhood enough opportunities to learn any of the subjects that would have made school more interesting. I think that's like a big thing as well, is a appealing to students' interests. And again, I think that kind of goes into building relationships with your students, because how are you supposed to know their interests if you don't know them? But also, I guess, like as a school-wide approach, I guess, just offering a variety of classes. So they go on to say, um, they slowly took away the art and music classes, and the only foreign language that was offered to us was Spanish. We already spoke Spanish. We wanted to learn another language, but it was not available. I think that's also a problem that's more prevalent in less affluent neighborhoods. Like, they take away these classes that aren't necessary. Yeah. Um, and then...
1: Yeah, it's a, that's a whole other kind of arms. That's like mismanaged funds and da 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 That's a political show. We're not doing <laughs> that.
0: I mean, we could. That ties into it. Yeah, that's a whole other can of worms, I guess. I don't think we have time for that. But they go on to say also um, that they took away the home economics classes, so none of the kids of my generation learned any of the practical <clears throat> things that every adult should know. Home ec, I think, is a cool elective, but I don't think that's necessarily a responsibility of the school district to teach you how to cook or how to manage your household, necessarily.
1: I never took it, but it, that's just cooking, right?
0: Yeah, I took home ec. Um... Yeah, we would, like, so cool. cook stuff. That's it was heavy. fun, yeah. I liked I liked the class, like I said. Home Mic is a cool elective. Although I didn't, like, there's, like, we were talking about before, there's a lot of, like, things that the school district or the school requires, and they were required to give us a bunch of essays throughout the year. And I was uh, like, why am I writing an essay in Home Mic? Yeah, I'd
1: pissed. <laughs> yeah, I, hate, I hated homework. Homework was, uh, that's, what I, that's one of the reasons I hated school, too, homework. It's like, man, I'm here for whatever six seven (laughs) hours why i don't want to take this home (laughs) i want to go home and hang out with friends and play video games whatever
0: um yeah smoke (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the person goes on to also say that the auto shop classes were pushed on the boys but the girls were directed elsewhere and i feel like yeah that yeah that does happen I remember when I said I wanted to take auto shop, everyone, including my own family, was like, what? Like, why? That's, like, for boys, and there's I not going to be any that. girls in there. And I was like, I don't care.
1: That's more of the whole, what is everyone it's like a societal for now? thing. Yeah. <laughs> what is everyone crying about now? Yeah, like, all that stuff.
0: It would be a Which makes societal. sense. It's like, it shouldn't matter. Yeah. But you did
1: it anyways. There was, a, there was, I think, two girls in my um, auto shop.
0: Actually, you know what? I think there was another girl in my class.
1: I was. They broke us down into academies, like, senior year. It was, like, a new thing they started doing. hmm So, senior year, you, you got to choose. And I picked business. And it was, uh... I'm going to just say it. If it's bad, you could blur it out. Sausage Fest. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what I could say or not.
0: It was a male-dominated... <laughs> um. Sausage Fest. Anyways.
1: <laughs> then, um... I think, like, all the girls went to, like, what is it? I don't know, some other, like, humanitas, whatever the heck that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like I don't know, things like that.
0: Yeah. Again, I think that's a societal thing. I don't think but that's... The, yeah, there's no... That's, there like, a... a problem with society. And, of course, it affects the education system because it's a part of society. Before we wrap things up, I kind of want to touch on some positive points that people wrote in about. Um, and these are things that they liked about school or things that they thought the schools were doing right um one of those things were scholastic book sales
1: <laughs> I, saw, I was reading there and i was like really <laughs> that is true and I, was, <laughs>
0: I love this and book and the scholastic well yeah
1: everyone like you saw the toys the,
0: it was fun
1: the goosebumps or not mm-hmm. the goosebumps what was it was it goosebumps yeah and then i remember, i love the the, the the little books they'd get like you know like would like you could preview what's coming
0: yeah the little booklets oh my gosh i love those
1: those are dope. Do they they do would like
0: hype it up because yeah, well, I think so. The last time that I worked in a school district, they still did that, but that was like a year ago. Oh, they still fun. Yeah, they still do that. <laughs> um, But yeah, I liked that it would like get everyone hyped up for books, you know what I mean? And book related things. Even oh, the toys, was it was always like They're educational toys, stuff, yeah. like science experiments and like slime and like cool stuff.
1: yeah, I don't remember.
0: Um, so I like those two, but the only thing—that's well, a good one—with that, the only issue that I have with that is that, at least for me, again coming from a poor household, <laughs> a household of low socioeconomic status, um, it was kind of sad because sometimes we couldn't, like my mom couldn't afford to send me to school with money for the Scholastic book sale, so I just kind of had to yeah. sit there and watch all my friends be all happy and buy stuff. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> so but that not sucks. everyone
1: is always buying stuff, you know. It's... Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: But sometimes it was almost like an excuse, I think, because it was academic related. My mom would yeah. like kind of save up and like every once in a while would be like, okay, here's some money, like you can buy yourself something. Like I bought my first Harry Potter book from a Scholastic book sale, my first Lord of the Rings book from a Scholastic book sale. Um, and then just like random stuff like toys another positive point was science experiments and i think those are pretty good like they're hands-on so you know everyone's going to be engaged
1: but did you actually do those i don't remember i don't think we ever did any of that i don't think we did what yeah i i could be wrong That is just like the typical you
0: never did a science experiment in school
1: i don't think so not even high school Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely not in high school. <laughs>
0: Jeez. Okay. There were, well, there
1: were some bongs in the back of the class, but <laughs> Dude,
0: that's sad. <laughs> that's really sad.
1: I'm pretty sure this is, yeah, elementary. I don't think we did any of that. Like you know, the typical old science fair. I could be we wrong. We did a about science one. fair. But I remember, yeah, like I remember seeing those movies. It goes, that doesn't happen.
0: It happened <laughs> <laughs> just not for you, unfortunately. <laughs> went to good school um good. Yeah, I loved science experiments. They were really fun, and everyone would be engaged. And I feel like that's something that you could very easily individualize. Like, you can give an assignment, like, okay, come up with your own science experiment. What's something that you care about that you want to do an experiment of? You know, so that's very easy to individualize and, like, turn it into a student-led activity rather than a teacher-led activity. Yeah. So I think those are awesome. Um, Wait, I
1: remember. Does building a cell count? Out of like styrofoam and stuff.
0: That's just a project, like a science project.
1: Okay, never mind. Then. There's no experimentation <laughs> there. That's true. <laughs> we did that. But well, that sounds fun.
0: <laughs> um, I think we did that too in middle school.
1: I think it was a cell. I don't know what we did.
0: Um, it's
1: all coming back to me.
0: <laughs> and then the last positive point was um, someone brought up a story about senior prank. Um, I think their story was that as their senior prank, they um, covered all the floors in soapy water. I'm guessing people were slipping, and it was funny.
1: Zynga, Sounds <laughs> like a lawsuit. <laughs> I know. I'm happened. like,
0: I wonder how long ago this was, because I feel like you could not get away with that now. I don't think we did a senior prank. Or at least I didn't. But I can't remember. I was kind of a square, so.
1: I don't think I participated. I don't know if,
0: yeah, I don't, damn, my memory's bad. <laughs> i remember Damn, that was 10 yeah years ago, i never participated in a senior prank but i was not a cool kid so i don't know maybe the cool kids did something i never heard of it if you went to high school with me <laughs> <laughs> and there was a senior prank let me know um but I think that kind of touches upon like socialization and how school is kind of like a huge part of how you socialize when you're growing up and how you build that camaraderie with your peers and you make friends and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that's a, a good thing. Yeah, that's pretty much all we have for you today. That wraps everything up. Normally we would also go into um, silly stories um, to leave you on a positive note, but we didn't really have silly any stories. silly stories. Except for the Loving Shrek one, which I will not go into. (laughs)
1: I'll read it Um, if you want.
0: No, it would not be appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, normally if we have silly stories, this would be the time to um, leave you all with that, but we do not. Um, Our next podcast, the topic will be early childhood education. Um, do you know what early childhood education nope. is? Nope, I was
1: like, uh, probably not going to be in that one.
0: That's literally <laughs> my job. How do you not know what that is?
1: I don't if you heard that. She just slapped my arm.
0: <laughs> Are you serious?
1: Yeah, now, now, now I know what it is at oh, all. Like, I I don't know what I'm going to input it in, but...
0: <laughs> well, we have a guest speaker <laughs> for that, thankfully. Um, Shout out to Kim. Yes. Um, uh, my best good friend. Kimberly will be coming in and talking to us about early childhood education. Um, and I'll have a lot to say since that's my field, my professional field. I don't know cool. how to phrase that. <laughs> but, yeah, so make sure to tune in next time. We will be releasing these episodes every Friday.
1: Yeah.
0: Every Friday. Um,
1: yeah,
0: every Friday. Every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, I will be releasing a Survey Monkey. Can we put it on the website? Yes. Yeah. We will be putting a Survey Monkey on the website with questions about <laughs> early childhood education for you to answer. We will be taking polls, like yes or no questions, and then also um, like free response questions where you just kind of tell us your experiences with that or your ap- opinions about that. Um, if that survey is not enough. For your response, if you have more to say (laughs) than what those questions are asking, um, you can always write into us at um, oncampuswithms.t at gmail.com.
1: And Um, if just go to the website, you could email us from there, or yes, you can, I think. (laughs) If not, the email's in the bottom, all the social media is there.
0: Yes, find us on Instagram, IG. Facebook
1: and face
0: I believe we have a Twitter yeah and the snapchat as well
1: what the heck are we getting a snapchat
0: I don't know <laughs> 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 probably boring stuff
1: and if you hear weird noises it's probably the dogs yes
0: do you want to show them our dogs
1: That's both. Or, come uh, here come here Ragnar come
0: here we have two dogs no! they're little this is Ragnar <laughs> he's a <Yeah>. baby <laughs> And this one is the grandpa. This is Brad Pitt, because he's handsome and has blue eyes and blonde hair.
1: <laughs> and before people start crying, that's a vibration collar. Oh yeah. So he's not getting shocked. He gets Yet. a little bit
0: crazy. But
1: <laughs> no, nah, he just barks.
0: At everything that moves. But yeah, so. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to check out our social media, um, our website, www.oncampuspodcast.com, and we hope you enjoyed the show.
1: Yeah. That would
0: be good. (laughs)